You're listening to Building Three Pillars, the podcast for the professional on the go. Let's get it. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Building Three Pillars. I'm your host, John Waters. All right, hope you guys had an awesome weekend. I hope you were able to get out there and capitalize on some of this mild weather we've been having. At least that's the story out here in Northern Kentucky. No complaints my way, as long as there's no snow, right? So uh, yeah, I hope you guys had an awesome weekend. If you are listening to this and unable to see the uh, opening screen, then you may not know that the name of today's podcast is Break the Cycle. All right. And as usual, I start these things off with a uh, quote from, you know, someone I really look up to. And today's person is going to be Les Brown. All right. Super short and super sweet. It says, you are the only real obstacle in your path to a fulfilling life. My question to you all is, when are you going to get out of your own way? All right. So that being said, let's talk about living, you know, in this cycle. What things are you doing that you know you have no business doing? You know, I don't know about you guys, but there's been quite a few times in my life that I've noticed that, dang, like, you know, there's really something else I want to do, but I'm in this certain situation and maybe it's just comfortable to be here, you know, or I'm in this other situation and maybe I'm just unsure of when the right time is to jump out and do what it is I really want to do, all right? Which essentially leads up to one big thing happening over and over again, which I like to call, you know, living life on repeat, all right? So I've had the, you know, beautiful experience of, being able to work in several different places since I've been out of the Marine Corps. And quite a few of those places ended up being factories or factory-like settings. So the scenery may have changed, but the storyline of these places is usually about the same. You know, um, I have nothing bad to say about any particular place that I've worked. They've all been great. I've been blessed and fortunate to always have great people around me and working with me. All right. But uh, one of the things that usually gets to me, you know, probably my second month there, or sometimes if I overstay my welcome, you know, that second year there, it's like, dang, like, is this it? Like, is this really all I'm going to do with my life? And never just throw shade at anyone else who is in these positions or who has found their new homes and loves the places they're at and would do nothing more, you know, than bring the misery if they had to leave their jobs. I just was not one of those people, you know, and that experience wasn't limited to just working in a factory. You know, it's the same thing in relationships. You know, I would get into these relationships and everyone goes through their honeymoon phases. But I know eventually we all get to this point where we're like, all right, you know, we're either like, yeah, this is it. And I definitely know it. And I wouldn't change a thing. Or we're like, dang, like, is this it? <laughs> is this is this really what I'm going to be doing for the next however long of my life? And maybe I'm alone. Maybe I'm alone on that. Maybe I'm the only person who has ever thought this, you know, but uh, I feel like I'm not, you know, it has to get to a point if you know that there's more for you where you get tired of doing the same thing day in and day out. You know, I remember clocking in at different places and it was usually always the same story. I'd have a friend there, a friend or two. And they'd ask me, yo, what's up? And I usually reply with something along the lines of, you know, same day, different shit. And that was just a story. And you could take that and apply it to my relationship life too at certain points in time, where it was just the same thing, different person. And I would be lying to you guys if it was 
if I sat here and said that it was always the other person or the job that made me feel this way, you know, 89.9% of the time, it was me. It was always me. You know, let's go ahead and scratch it. It was always me. 100% of the time, it was always me because I always knew that I should be doing something else. I was the one who made the conscious decision to stay at this place a little longer than I should have. I made the conscious decision to sit here and stay in this relationship knowing that I was unhappy. You know, whatever the situation may be. Or maybe I knew that I was calling this other person to be held back and I was just being selfish and then I would actually leave because somehow in my mind, I would be doing myself an injustice and that overrode what I was doing to that other person, you know? And that's not fair. And those are just my experiences. Maybe yours are different. But anyway, it's just living life on repeat, you know? And for me, what did that lead, what did that lead up to? Well, instead of living a great life, I would be satisfied with okay. You know? Going to work, you know, clocking in, clocking out, doing my thing, going to wherever the other place was that I had to go after work, you know, and being involved in whatever relationship that was and whatever it looks like. It was just OK. I would talk to other people about their jobs because, you know, being a personal trainer, I had the opportunity to talk to different people, meet different people. And I would get their input about what it felt like to be them, what it felt like to get done with their work and go home to their families or what it felt like to put in a good, hard, you know, three months worth of labor. And now they're about to go take a vacation in Germany or some crazy, wild place like that, you know? And I would think like, dang, like all these people are doing all these cool things. And you know what I'm going to do when I clock out? Go to the next place. You know what I'm going to do when I go home? Hopefully not make too much of a ruckus that I have to have a fight with my significant other and potentially go to bed upset now. You know, it was just those random things, those things that were just okay. And they would ask me, yo, John, uh, you know, what are you doing this weekend? All right. What do you have planned? What do you have lined up? And I would tell them I'm a very, you know, full frontal kind of guy. I'll let you know what's up um, within reason. I'm not going to like pour my life story out to you, but I believe in sharing. If you share with me, I'll share with you. And so, yeah, I would, you know, share whatever it is that was relatable for them so they could get a glimpse into my life. But I think the person that got the biggest trade off from that was me, because what I got to see and what I got to hear is that there's more. There's always more to life. I don't have to sit here in this situation where I'm unhappy and just go through it because I'm here. I can choose to do something different because that's what they did. And that's what they're still doing every single day. All right. But anyways, just being satisfied with okay. I don't know how many of you guys can relate to that. But if you're listening to this, more than likely, there is some part of your life where you've been settling, you know, whether that's with your health and wellness, whether that's with your current job, you know, knowing that you're capable of doing more, but you're staying here. And I'm not going to sit here and say that it's easy to make the decision to leave or walk away from something like that, because when it comes to work, everybody has bills. We all have people that are depending on us. We all have a reason that we signed up for that job initially. And that's usually because those bills aren't going away. Or maybe we had a plan when we first got there and this was only supposed to be a layover. But now we're stuck because we've been hit with that money trap. All right. So. Everyone gets to that point, you know, we have to sit back and take inventory of the things that are happening to you and say, dang, like, how the heck did I end up here? And more importantly, how the heck did I end up here so long? And if you're satisfied with where you are, then maybe the rest of this podcast isn't for you at all, you know, but I'm almost willing to bet there's some area of your life or some time in your life where you sit back and you say, all right, enough is enough. I deserve more. All right. So let's make this a little bit more personal, maybe. So old clothes. <laughs> I don't know how many of you guys donate. Um, I've only donated clothing a couple times. And when I did, though, it was usually clothes that I had outgrown. Um, my taste had just changed or 
it was just trying to make some space. I don't know what reasons you guys donate, but those are my reasons. However, some of the things I want to hone in on, though, is what happens, you know, when the taste, our taste in clothing changes. We usually just start wearing it. We usually have no problem with putting that to the side, maybe leaving it in our closet a little longer than we should, and going out and getting something new, something that's more up to date, something that makes us feel, you know, more aligned with the times. Or maybe it's just something that we feel that we look great in. Maybe our bodies have changed. You know, maybe our circle of friends are dressing differently. And in order to keep up appeals and face, we have to change our clothing, too. You know, whatever that situation is for you, I'm sure it varies from person to person. But we all change clothing. My question to you guys, you know, if you notice that your favorite shirt just had a hole torn in it, you're either going to, one, do your best to repair it, take it somewhere to get it fixed. Or two, you're going to throw that bad boy away and find a replacement. What stops us from doing the same thing with our lives? When we realize that this old way of living or this current way of living, excuse me, no longer fits us. It no longer brings us the joy that we thought we were getting. It no longer meets the standard that we have placed in our minds. You know, what happens when this this lifestyle we've been living as far as being unhealthy is now more of a problem and it is a funny joke. What happens when it stops being funny and now we go to the doctor and the doctor says, dang, if you don't lose some weight, you might have to take something from you. And we're not talking about your weekend. We're talking about a potential limp. What happens when you realize that going up the stairs is much more of a hassle than it was last year because now you're carrying a little bit more than you were last year? Why do we have to wait until life becomes that serious before we decide to do something about it? You know, but if it was an old shirt or an old jacket, we go to Kohl's, my favorite place. We go to Kohl's and we get something new. You know, we wouldn't wait. We'd probably save up some money if it wasn't quite in the budget at that point in time. But that bad boy is on our to-do list. It's probably a high priority because we know we got somewhere to go next month and we need a new jacket. You know, why don't we put such a priority on ourselves? All right, let me check the notes real quick. (laughs) All right, all right. So I already talked about one of the reasons, and that would be, you know, the money trap. When it comes to that new job, you want to leave, but every six months to give you a raise, a 50 cent raise, a quarter raise, whatever it is, you know, and it can be enticing. We want to leave that relationship, but where would we go? Like one thing that used to stop me all the time when I used to be in like these relationships that I knew may not be the best for me is I used to always have this little voice in the back of my head, nagging away, nagging away. It'd be like, yo, if you leave the situation, like, what if you don't find anybody else? You know, if you leave a situation, what is everyone going to say about you? You know, if you leave a situation, like, what are your friends going to think? You're going to be lonely. It was just all these little negative things, you know, being too concerned about other people and not concerned enough about myself. And even that felt selfish. You know, I was like, oh, man, what are they going to think about me? Are they going to hate me? You know, all these little small things that really shouldn't have been such a factor were stopping me and paralyzing me from taking action even when it came to you know making the jump and going all in on my dream it was the same way damn if i leave this job man like uh what happens if i don't get enough clients this month dang or what happens you know when i get started what if the gym gets shut down what if what if the internet service that i provide you know just stops working and now i have no more online reach what if i what if what if what if you know i would sit there and just what if myself out of the freaking good mood i was just in I would take away my own steam by getting caught up in my own mind about these possible scenarios that may not even happen. But uh, anyways, I don't know how many of you guys can relate to that, but we just talk ourselves out of the possibilities of what if 
Yeah, it could go horrible, but what if it works? What if it goes beautifully? You know, why don't we ever frame those things in that frame of mind? All right. And then the other thing, the other two things I have, um, especially when it comes to relationships or healthy choices. You know, we all know the right thing. We all know when we shouldn't be talking to this person. We all know that, dang, you know, I've been overdoing it every day by stopping at McDonald's. And I can tell when I look down, my belt is not agreeing with my stomach. Like we all know these situations. We all notice when we go to pick up our kids and we realize, like, dang, they haven't gotten any bigger. Maybe I'm just getting weaker. Like we all know these things, but why instead do we say, well, oh, well, I'll just get through it. Oh, well, I guess I just ain't picking you up no more. Oh, well, I guess we just won't go to the park and play around. I'll sit on this bench and watch you instead. You know that's not doing that kid any justice. <laughs> you know you're not doing yourself any justice by saying, oh, well, when it comes to your health. It's like when that freaking light comes on in your car and you're like, oh, well, <laughs> hopefully it's not that bad. You know, I used to tell myself this story in my mind, you know, about getting a new car and how great it would be. And then I would get a new car and it would be great for the first three, four months. And then it seemed like, dang, why is something always happening to the car? Maybe it's because I didn't pay attention when that light came on. Maybe it's because I didn't keep up with the oil changes. Maybe it's because all these small things that I've learned throughout history and every time they happen, I said, you know what, dang, I'm not going to do this again. But then when the opportunity came to do something different, you know what I did? The exact same thing. And now here I am again in the same situation with the same freaking problems, looking around saying, oh, woe is me. Man, no one likes me. God has really given me a bad hand. No fool. That was you. And excuse me for being blunt, but, you know, that was me. That was me sitting in this situation, realizing the red flags, realizing that I should have got that oil change a thousand miles ago. But I want to be, you know, Mr. Gung Ho and Mr. Excitement, see how hard I can push it because it's something else I want to do this weekend. And that becomes a narrative every weekend. And before I know it, there's an extra thousand miles on top of the thousand miles I just had in the car shaking. You know, like it's just those small things that we could have chosen something different because now we've had the opportunity to experience this multiple times. But instead, we choose to do the same thing which gives us the same results over and over and over again. And we always sit there and sit back like, dang, why is this always happening to me? The real question is, why are you always doing this to you? But yeah, that's enough of that. I want to talk about old keys and new doors. All right, so going back to our car situation, um, I'll go ahead and share a little bit about myself in this particular instance, you know, so some of you guys uh, may not really know me at all. Um, maybe a small handful of you guys do. But uh, I recently have had my current place for now more than a year. You know, I've had this same car now for a couple of years. And that is a huge deal for me personally, because my life has been very much a roller coaster, you know, full of ups and downs. And I'm not telling you guys anything you don't know if you had the opportunity to do any type of living so far. You know, life is like that. But like I said, for me, what I've noticed to be true is that it's my fault. It's because I kept trying to be the same person I used to be while living this new life. You know, while working on self-development, still holding on to some of those characteristics that got me in the hole I was in in the first place. Whether that's with, you know, having a new place and then getting so caught up in all those other things that, dang, oh, now you got to lose this new place. Getting a new car and getting so caught up in a situation I'm currently in with whoever I'm hanging out with, and now I'm like, now you got to lose this car. 
you know, when do you get to a point? When do we get to a point where we say enough is enough? And then when we get to that point, what do we do about it? All right. So I want to share some tips with you guys that have been effective for me. You know, some things that have worked for me and hopefully they'll work for you. All right. And again, this isn't limited to just the gym. You know, that is my realm, but um, you can take and apply it anywhere. However, I'm going to stick to personal development and dealing with, you know, personal issues for this particular topic. All right. So one of my bigger things for you guys and my favorite tip and one that I constantly work on is self-development, self-development. All right. Um, I listened to uh, Jim Rohn and he talks about making a change in your life and becoming a better worker, better lawyer, better lover, better whatever it is. You know, it all starts with you. He said, if you want to increase your income, increase your self-worth. Increase the amount of effort you put into developing yourself. Increase the amount of effort you put into becoming more involved with knowing you on a one-on-one level. All right, so self-development. Um, some of my favorite things to do for self-development, obviously, listen to people like Jim Rohn, Les Brown, um, Dean Grazioli. You know, pick up books, watch YouTube videos, you know, because all of the information is out there. I don't really go crazy when it comes to buying people's tapes. What I do instead is I go and find the person they listen to because by now that person is probably not alive anymore and their content is free. And so if I listen to this guy enough times, eventually I'm going to take away the same thing this guy got from it or this gal. So, but the information is out there and then not just listening, but doing that is the biggest part. You can't just listen to all these tapes. You can't just watch all these videos. You can't even just listen to this podcast and think like, well, I listen to John today. I feel 10 times stronger. No, you still got to go to the gym. You still got to go pick up that weight. You still got to go run those laps. You still got to go put these things into practice. All right. So the same thing with this self-development game. Like you can't just sit back and listen to your preacher. You can't just pop on a Sunday tape and be like, oh, man, that was a good word. No, you got to go do something with it, silly. All right. So the same thing is going to be true when it comes to developing yourself. After you get done listening, go do something with what you heard. All right. Number two, affirm and reaffirm. So this is probably my favorite one. All right. So if you guys have followed me for any length of time, I've told you guys about my little notebook. And inside this little notebook, I have all kind of affirmations, all kind of I am statements and a little backstory. When I used to work at DHL. I would uh, listen to these tapes that had affirmations on the way there. I would listen to these tapes when I left work. I would listen to these tapes on break. And so it would constantly be the same thing being told to myself before I go to sleep, when I wake up in the morning, on my way to wherever I'm going. Nothing but I am statements. It got to the point where I was just, I would be at work. And because the work was so mind numbing for me, I would sit there and just repeat these I am statements to myself as I'm doing my thing. Just doing my thing and repeating it to myself, feeding my brain. It would become so automatic, you know, so automatic. It can't, it got to a point where I didn't have to think about it anymore. All right. So I don't know about you guys in your self-talk game, but mine has not always been positive. There have been plenty of times where I've been very hard on myself, where I've been very self-critical. And maybe it's because of my upbringing. Maybe it's because of my time in the Marine Corps. Or maybe it's because it's just something I put on myself and decided, hey, this works for me. I used to run with this mindset, you know, that the best way to get me to do something is to tell me that I can't do it. I don't even feel myself that jazz anymore. All right. Now, what I tell myself is it's possible. I can do this. If that person over there did it, I know I can do it. Yeah, he may be six foot five and carrying a nice 250 pounds on him, but so what? My name is John Waters. I can do anything. 
Like you got to be able to move with that same kind of power. You got to be able to move with that same kind of confidence. All right. You got to affirm and reaffirm because it's not going to come easily. It's not something that's going to, you know, just be a given to you all of a sudden. It's going to take time. It's going to take effort. That's why I say affirm the first time, the second time, the third time, the seventh day, the second week, the 15th week, the first year, and then reaffirm the second week, the third month, the third year, the fifth year, as many times as it takes until you no longer have to second guess who you are and what you're about until you realize that what you're doing is not what you always have to do. All right. So affirm and reaffirm. Tip three. Forgive yourself. Now, this was a big one for me. Um, Like I mentioned in the previous scenarios, there's been times where I haven't always been gentle with myself, uh, where I I have punished myself for not knowing, you know, where I felt less than worthy of the affection that other people were trying to give me. And as a result, I would push them away. You know, I felt less than worthy of the opportunity at this particular job. Like, dang, maybe that's not for me. And as a result, I would lose it. Now, granted, I'm very happy that I did those things because life doesn't happen to us. It happens for us. Um, I say all these things about changing that in these different situations and realizing at the same time that we need those opportunities for growth. We need those opportunities to go through those hard times. Otherwise, we won't be able to gain the strength necessary to go forward. Going back to the gym, you need those opportunities to go to the gym and struggle. You need that weight to be a, a little heavier than you can handle at times. You need that distance to be pushed out a little further than you're comfortable reaching. Otherwise, you won't get it. You won't become the person that can handle it. You know, I know people who go to the gym and do the same thing every single day, and they look the exact same way, if not worse. And they're like, damn, bro, I don't understand. Like, I'm going to the gym. Yeah, but what are you doing at the gym? I'm like, damn, bro, I've been lifting weights every day for the last three years. Is it the same weight? Is your handprint permanently impressed on that bad boy? Have you switched it up? Have you tried anything different? Have you taken that same knowledge and applied it to new situations? Have you found the fault in what you're doing yet? Or are you just going to continue doing the same thing and hoping something just magically changes? You're hoping that that five pound weight magically turns into 25 pounds. Yeah, it doesn't work that way, bro. You got got to change it. You got to do something different. You have to inspire yourself. The same way you got to inspire yourself mentally to take that leap, to get hyped up to go talk to that chick or guy, to get hyped up to go, you know, apply for that job interview and say enough is enough. You got to hype yourself up in the gym. Like the situation may be different, but the principles remain the same. All right. But anyways, you got to forgive yourself for not knowing. You got to forgive yourself for those past relationships that failed. And maybe you played an active role in sabotaging. You got to forgive yourself for staying at that job too long and letting them treat you badly because you didn't know you were worth more than that. You just got to forgive yourself. And and that's going to be the hardest part. That's why I started with self-development, because honestly, all of the three tips are involved in self-development. All of them require you to sit back and reflect and spend some alone time with yourself. And I'll be honest with you, when I talked about being lonely earlier, that wasn't the problem. I just didn't understand the power in being alone because there's a very big difference in being lonely and being alone. And some of us are just afraid to be alone because then we got to sit back and face that person. That person has been holding us back. We got to sit back and deal with those thoughts. You know, maybe you need help. Maybe you should go talk to someone that can help you go through that process. But at some point you got to confront that demon. And I don't mean to call you a demon, but you got to confront those old thought patterns, those old beliefs, those old emotions, those old things that are holding you back. 
So I did this. Uh, it's my last thing for you guys. I did this uh, practice a couple of years ago. I was listening to this. Uh, it was like a guided meditation. And they walk you through the scenario. All right. So they walk you through the scenario. And you're in this this house. It could be your house, whatever. The house doesn't really matter. All right. And they tell you, they'll take out this garbage bag. All right. So you take out the garbage bag. Now it's happening in your mind. You're not getting up and going to the kitchen and get in the garbage bag unless you just really want to. But um, you go get this garbage bag. You do your thing. You flare it open. And then they say, now think about all those bad things, all those old thought patterns, all those bad situations that happened to you that you're not forgiving yourself for. Think about all those things that make you hate yourself. Think about all those things that make you feel like you're not worth being loved. Think about all those things that make you feel like you're not good enough. Think about them. Grab them. Now put them in the bag. One by one. Just put them in the bag. Yep, you can see it. It's painful. Put it in the bag. No, it's not meant to be like when you go to clean your house and you find, you know, an old book you used to like this ripped the shit you know, ripped to pieces and now you're all nostalgic and now you want to just sit there and read the book and try to piece it back together. Now, we're not doing that today. You're going to put it in the bag. So you put all these things in the bag, all right? And then you tie this bag up. Can't see it. And if you like me, you got those freaking scented bags. You can't even smell that crap no more. I smell like Hawaii, right? So you tie that bag up nice and tight and then you take it outside and you sit it on the corner. Don't turn back. Don't look at it. It's done. It's out of your hands. All right. Now, this story and this practice is meant to help you leave your problems on the sidewalk. It's meant to help you move on and forgive yourself. All right. Now, we're all human. Obviously, from time to time, we're going to hit a low point and these things are going to try to creep back in our minds. But we've been working on our self-development now. We've been affirming and reaffirming. And when we set that crap on the trash, I mean, on the freaking side of the road, we forgave ourselves. And forgiveness is a process. All right. But um, yeah, that's all I have for you guys. All right. So my three tips, again, to help you break through that cycle, work on your self-development, affirm and reaffirm and forgive yourself. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. I hope you guys got something out of it. If you did, please like, please subscribe, depending on what avenue you're watching this on. If you're listening to the podcast, please like, please leave a comment down below. and Let me know what you thought. Let me know what tip you're going to take and practice and work on. All right. It's 2021. That's not such a big deal anymore. The hype for that was last week. The real hype is that this is the first possible day of you living your new life. The very first possible day. Do something about it. All right. Have a great week. Have a great day. And as always, keep pushing. Greatest awaits. Peace.